Welcome back to the All in a Homeschool Day podcast. On this podcast, we discuss all aspects of your homeschool life so that you feel equipped to homeschool with confidence and joy. Coming up on this podcast, we are going to have two mini-series and address either ends of the academic spectrum. Homeschooling benefits children of all academic abilities, but it is especially great for our children who fall on either end of that spectrum. Some of our children have some learning struggles, and others are gifted learners, and both of those tend to struggle a little bit in a traditional school setting, which is really geared for that middle-of-the-road student. So in the next two series, we're going to cover issues specifically related to struggling learners first, and in the next series, we'll cover issues related to gifted learners. You can find all of the links that I will mention on this podcast episode, as well as the next two episodes related to struggling learners at triumphantlearning.com forward slash struggling learner. So let's dive into today's episode. I want you to know I have children in uh, both of these groups. I have one child who is a struggling learner. Academic learning is just difficult for her. She's intelligent. She works really hard, but our days are often filled with tears and frustrations. And honestly, she feels like a failure a lot of the time. And that's not because she's not trying. In fact, I think she feels that way because she's trying so hard. We had a math lesson a couple of weeks ago, and I was sitting next to her because she often needs me to help during her math lessons, and she looked over at me with tears just rolling down her cheeks, and she said, I'm a failure. She was working hard. She was trying to understand the concepts. I was pushing her just a little bit to help her work to her best abilities without me giving her all of the answers, but she was missing some of the pieces. So we broke it down. I explained the concepts multiple ways. I tried to find out where she was struggling and what wasn't making sense. And finally, it took... Finally, she was able to move on. She didn't feel like a failure, and she still doesn't like math. I don't know that she ever will like math, but that's okay. As long as she is building her confidence and building her skills, uh, and we're making progress, then that is success. But I know what it feels like to have a struggling learner and not know what to do with them, not know how to help them, how to find the resources. Um, you're asking yourself if you're doing everything you can to help your child learn. If What do you need to be doing differently? What could you have done differently to help them? There are so many questions that are going through your mind while tears are flowing down your chil- your child's cheeks, while tears might be coming down, flowing down your cheeks too, because you're both so frustrated and you worry. You are worried that your child is not going to be able to do what they want to do in life, that they won't succeed maybe in college or a vocational career. There are just so many emotions surrounding this. 
but I want you to know that you are uniquely equipped to teach your child, even your struggling learner. Yes, it will be a challenge. You will have to think outside the box. You'll have to find extra resources. You may need to get outside help on some subjects or some areas. But here are three reasons why you are uniquely qualified to teach your child at home. The first is that you know your child best. You know what he needs. You know where he struggles. Secondly, you love your child, which leads me to number three, that you would move heaven and earth to help your child succeed. But even knowing that you're uniquely qualified from that perspective to teach your child at home, you probably still wonder, like I have, how do I teach my struggling learner? How do I not lose my temper? How do I help both of us avoid tears? How do I help us both feel successful, especially my child? Well, what I've discovered is that there are three questions that really help me to help my struggling learner. As I ask myself these questions, I am able to think through the problems, think through the situations that we're facing, and find a solution that will help my daughter. So over the next three episodes, we will uh, take a deeper look at each of these questions. This first episode in the series is focused on the question that I ask myself first, the very first thing that I ask whenever we are facing a challenge. And that is, do I have realistic expectations of my struggling learner? Most of us, myself included, went to a public or private school. We were in that traditional school setting. We're used to uh, knowing what is expected of us and that we need to be making forward progress and staying on track. And if you're falling behind, then you're, quote, behind grade level. And You know, I think that has really put us at a disadvantage in helping both of our struggling learners and our gifted learners. Specifically for our struggling learners, the evaluation criteria that is often used to determine whether a child should be in remedial classes or advanced classes, or maybe they're just that average student, those criteria may not line up with our children's intellectual abilities. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but my daughter was able to have deep, rich conversations with you in elementary school. However, she was not able to read fluently until she was 11. So had she been in a traditional school setting, they would have had her in remedial classes, focusing so hard on getting her to read, and she would have missed the breadth and the depth and the beauty that she was able to glean from audiobooks and from me reading aloud to her, that once her abilities, her reading abilities picked up and caught up with her intellectual abilities, she did not have a gap in learning because she was able to still get it, just it looked different. So I've had to look at the pathway that my children take to get to our end goal a little differently. And that's because every child is different and every child learns at a different pace. So when I'm thinking about what expectations I should have of my struggling learner, I have to remember that 
my child may not be at the same place that my other child is. My, uh, you know, one daughter may have incredible reading abilities and she reads super fast and she remembers everything she reads while my other daughter takes a little bit longer, but maybe she thinks about it a little differently and she comes to different conclusions that are just as valid, but very different. So we have to remember that our children are all different. We also have to remember that they won't get to the same place at the same pace. I have one daughter who learned to read at uh, age five and basically went from learning to read to reading Little House on the Prairie books in a very short period of time, like a few months. And my uh, struggling reader, it has taken her years. So her journey has looked different and it's okay that they're different. It's okay that they're taking a different route to get to the same place. I have to be careful not to compare them to each other. It's really hard to do because we have that frame of reference of this is what I know should be happening because my older child did this, or I've seen nieces or nephews that have been on this path, or maybe I've picked up a book I'm sure you've seen these books, what your first grader needs to know. Those are general guidelines and those are really helpful for us. And I think there can be a lot of value in knowing generally what to expect. But I do not take those as the ultimate expectation because my children are individuals and they will learn at their own pace. I try to never view my children as being behind because... Behind is a standard that we've placed out there and said, everybody needs to meet this standard. You're either at it, above it, or below it. And the reality is some of our children may reach that standard and far surpass it, but on a different timetable. So instead, I try to view my child's progress. And as long as my child is making consistent progress, He's, I, mean, I recognize that she's progressing at her own pace. She is on track for her and not behind. I've also seen that once my children have the foundational building blocks in place and everything is working well for them, that they have leaps in their understanding. They're able to move very quickly through what they were struggling with to move down to that next level. But we had to patiently work them up to the point that they had all of the those foundational blocks in place. So what can you do to make sure that you have realistic expectations in addition to keeping in mind that your children are going to learn at different paces? And I think the most important thing, the the key thing that has been helpful for us is defining our homeschool goals. And that is because when I get worried and I wonder, oh, is my child falling behind? Because I still succumb to that, even though I know there's no such thing as behind, I still worry because my child is interacting with other children her age and so they are going to judge her by that standard. So when I start to worry about that or I start to worry about the challenges that she's going to face, for example, when she went to Sunday school or to church camp, 
I had to remind myself of what our goals for home educating are. And a couple of those goals are that I want my children to master the material that they're learning regardless of how long it takes. Whether it's a math concept that it is taking us months to grasp and understand before we can move on, or whether it's spelling or um, understanding a history concept, whatever that is, I want them to master it before we move on. We are not trying to keep pace to finish the book just to finish the book. If they don't understand it, there's no point in us finishing the book. One, another uh, one of our goals is that they learn at their own pace and recognizing that they're individuals. And thirdly, a, a goal that we have is that they are lifelong learners. So I want to help equip them to be able to learn and to love to learn so that they can continue that even after they have left our homeschool. And so a part of that is that I don't want them so frustrated uh, whenever she, my daughter is struggling and she hates math and it's just a, a struggle. I don't want her to shut off and not want to do anything else when she graduates. I want to find ways to help her work through this and to help it not be quite so hard for her help her to find joy in it. And at the very least, it, I know she's not going to love math, but I I hope that she can come to a place that she can say, I don't like this. And I'm probably never going to study this in the sense of finding the beauty in math, like actually her sister does. But I want her to be able to say, I can do this. I am capable and I can solve the problems that I need to solve in my everyday life. So ask yourself, why are you at home educating? What do you want to achieve? What goals do you want to accomplish? If you are not sure, if you have not written out your homeschool mission statement and you don't know the answers to these questions, I would strongly encourage you to set aside some time and do that. You could have a draft done in a weekend, sit down with your spouse, do it over several nights after you put the kids to bed, or uh, ask grandparents to watch them so you can have a date night and talk about that. You can uh, continue to refine it over time as you learn more and as you think more about your homeschool goals, have at least some general idea of why you're home educating. Write it down and use that on those difficult days. And if you want some extra help walking through that process on the post for this episode, triumphantlearning.com forward slash struggling learner, you'll scroll down a little bit. You'll find a link to learn more about writing your homeschool mission statement, and that will help walk you through that process a little bit. Now, we've talked about what you need to do in terms of having realistic expectations of what to expect from your struggling learner. We've talked about how every child is different and learns at their own pace. And that one that probably the most important thing you can do for your child and uh, help him succeed is to define your homeschool goals. So once you have done that, you have taken that step back and removed yourself from the emotional aspect of those struggling days. 
you are ready to make an individualized learning plan for your child that will help him take those steps forward in achieving your homeschool goals. Next week, we will discuss the first step in that, and we'll talk about the changes that you could make to your child's learning plan to help him be more successful. This week, as you're going through the week, if you have a struggling learner, I would encourage you to watch your child. And when he or she is struggling, when there are situations that bring tears, that bring frustration for you or your child, take that step back and ask yourself, is what I'm expecting realistic for my child? Do I need to change my expectations, at least in this season, because what I'm expecting he's not capable of at this time? That's not to say that your child can't get to that point, but make sure that you're setting your child up for success by having realistic expectations. If you know someone with a struggling learner who would benefit from hearing this series, I encourage you to let them know about the podcast and send them the link to the podcast episode or tell them how to find it in your favorite podcast player. They can find the All in a Homeschool Day podcast or you can go to triumphantlearning.com forward slash struggling learner. Over the next three weeks, I'll be adding the podcast episode into that post so you can listen to it right there. You can come back. Uh, They can hear it right there on that post each week, or you can subscribe in the podcast app of your choice and be able to listen to it right there. So until next time, I hope that you have a triumphant day and that you are able to homeschool with confidence and joy.